Welcome to Imperfect Allies. My name is Chris. And I'm Richie. And we're here to talk to each other about what it's like to be white and what it's like to be black in America. Our goal is to have a candid conversation about race and how it impacts and intersects our daily life, as well as our country. The episodes offered here are based around real, candid conversations that Chris and I have that are available if you support the show. From those conversations, we take a deep dive into topics that we discover to better empathize and understand ourselves and our American culture. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe and reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at Allies Imperfect. Well, let's start the show. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to Imperfect Allies. Uh, this is Richie. I'm Chris. And uh, we're glad to be here. We're glad to be together today. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. It's a little somber today for me uh, and for Chris. Uh, so we're going to try to keep the energy up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's hard. It's hard. Uh, you know, we had an, uh, the death of another black, uh, black man by police uh, who was unarmed. And, uh, well, a shooting, rather. And um, I don't know. Jake Block. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky, too, um, just because I think right now what we see is the lines are drawn so quickly. People go to their enclaves, their groups, and the other side is the the idiot or the villain or the horrible person. And um, and that that has been happening on repeat now, no matter how vocal people have been. It hasn't changed anybody's positioning, it seems like. Now, maybe hopefully some listeners here are on the fence, which is beautiful. And hopefully they're now listening to the other side. But personally, dealing with this again after George Floyd, it's 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 weird this time because I'm now aware of both sides of the fence. And I wonder if our listeners are in that position as well, is they hear both arguments and they don't know how to process it all. And and so I think our, our discussion today is really interesting because we're going to dis- discuss um, authority and criminality and how an individualist versus a collectivist interacts with those dichotomies. And maybe it will give us a little bit more of a comfortable discussion going forward because uh, right now it's the cops are racist or the black man basically killed himself by not listening, right? And and none of yeah. those are options we want. Right, right. So, I mean, I I think the the first thing that I want to talk about is what does it mean to be innocent until proven guilty? Ooh. Oftentimes, um, you know, the the story is around black folks right now, uh, and a lot of the news. I would say this goes for any any person of any color. Uh, when, when do they forfeit their lives um, when they are accused of a crime or even maybe even act um, act criminally in the in the in the presence of a of a police officer? So you have mass shooters, for instance, mm-hmm. that killed that kill tens, dozens of people that the police arrest without any problems. They don't kill them. Uh, they take they take them to get food and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah, you have some um, uh, that 
maybe they have a gun or a knife or something like that, or, or just are being aggressive and, uh, and they get, they get killed. And what we're seeing, um, is that those that get killed are black and that, that that's, there's something there. Yeah. There's something there. And, and, and let me, let me just fill the gaps for, for some of the listeners that are trying to call BS on anything Richie's saying there, because they don't want race to be the, the line that's drawn. Right. And I get that in inclination because the law should see no color. So I, I totally understand that. And there are white people who have been shot and killed by the police. So let's, Absolutely. let's represent, let's be sure to represent those unfortunate, um, killings as well but the mass shooter distinction is unique because we have seen the care that has been taken towards those individuals either the vigilantes or the complete mass shooters who think maybe they are vigilantes in their own right and i was in dallas when the mass shooter started um shooting at a protest that me and my wife are at and he was black and he was blown up <laughs> so yep. uh he didn't he didn't get the mass shooter treatment which is right. interesting so yeah. what what is that yeah i, I don't know I, I i um you know it's it's hard for me to to be okay with um someone who is implicated or arrested for a crime um, even, or even attempted, uh, attempted crime or something like that, you know, to be, um, to have their life forfeit by a government agency. Like that's, that to me is, a that's dark and, uh, unneeded. Um, so you, you want separation of powers. You don't want the cop to be the judge, jury and executioner. That's, that's kind of what I hear you saying. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't at all. I mean, there has to be a way, and I'm sure there are models in other places where um, a civil servant, someone that's there to protect the citizens, can protect them without um, having these constant, oh, I felt threatened, so I discharged my weapon in somebody's back. This has happened in three months. This has happened twice that we know of. Um, and you know, it's like one of them in fate, ended fatally in a Wendy's parking lot. And one of them is ended, it looks like, in paralyzation of an individual. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that's just two cases. I don't, I don't, you know. Uh, well, so I, I see this from a different angle. I, I see a police officer afraid to death of someone that does not yield to authority and that means that this person cannot be controlled and is scary as hell, and I need to take them down. Versus a mass shooter who, when authority shows up, puts the tail between the legs and does a curtsy <laughs> and yeah. does everything that the cop tells them. And then they're like, you know what? You seem like a really good person. You need a burger. <laughs> right, right. You're just confused. You're just confused. Uh, and so, so, so let's take, let's take race out of it. Fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, if we want to, if we want to do that, uh, when, when is a person who is, who is, uh, 
when is it okay for them to be executed by by a police officer? When is it when you're let's talk let's talk about let's make it um, personal. So when would it be okay? What crime could your mother, father, child, grandfather, aunt, uncle commit where it would be okay for the police to shoot them? Um, I think that's a question that we all need to ask ourselves, you know, because I don't, I don't think we are. I think we're jumping to what's uh, easy. And uh, so I see this a lot. If I say that everybody's innocent until proven guilty, like our justice system is is supposedly saying, Mm -hmm. that means all these people that have been indicted or arrested around uh, our leadership in the country are innocent until they're proven guilty. Ooh, wait, these criminals are innocent? Yeah, they're innocent uh, until they're proven guilty. I think that's the same for them as it is for, you know, um, Jake Block or any, any of these other, George Floyd, any of these other people that have died. It's the same thing. We have to give them the same treatment and we're not. It's, yeah. it's whatever side you're on of whatever thing um, we're going to, because we don't like what they're saying or do, doing, we're going to, um, you know, make it, uh, oh, they're guilty by whatever. I mean, See. ask, ask yourselves, ask, okay. I'll ask myself, let's say, uh, Steve Bannon, do I like him? No. And, <laughs> and, um, and do I, do I want to believe that he's guilty of the things? Sure. Cause I think I just from other, other actions, I feel like he's not a good person. Um, so it's easier for me to go, See, I knew he, something was up. He's guilty. So I think the same thing is like when we look for videos of, you know, look at to uh, the video of George Floyd before the, before the killing. Oh, well, that explains it. See, he was guilty. He somehow had a, had a, a hand in his own demise. I think it's the same, that's the same thing. So I've got to check that in myself too. We all have to. See, and that, that's hard because uh, with that logic, I, I, I would have to prescribe the same is when I assume that that person that did something was because they're racist like that. I need to pump the brakes on that too. They could be innocent of being racist. And that's, that's a hard pill to swallow, uh, especially right now when the whole so society is kind of um, um, quick to identify racism as we all trying to be anti-racist to the best of our abilities. And I think what happens is, we, we start missing the difference in innocent till proven guilty socially or legally, right? Yeah, those are sure. Those are big differences because I've always known if, if word gets out that somebody is some type of person, then word mm-hmm. is out. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is them, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I don't... So the question is, are we considering police officers as social human beings or parts of the legal entity. And I, I think that the goal is for them to know that they're part of the law and that they have to follow the law at all times. But it doesn't seem like that's how the laws have been written because a cop is legally allowed to kill someone out of fear. And that means that socially they get to decide who is scary and therefore who is guilty of death. Or who, who is guilty and then punishable by death. 
right? Yeah. yeah. That's that's how it's written. So we need to be looking at this totally different. It It's not innocent to proven guilty by the law standard. It's innocent until proven guilty by society and this one member of society in particular. And that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it goes, it does, it goes, it kind of goes all over the place and you don't make any friends if you, <laughs> that's if, true. Uh, you know, if you say everybody's innocent until they're proven guilty in a court of law or, or just overwhelming evidence. I mean, you know, uh, when, when there's overwhelming evidence and it's obvious and maybe not prosecuted in the law, but we, we know that this happened and, um, to not, um, I think there is some of that, some of that in like the social cancel culture stuff. Um, you know, when 40 women come forward or 20 women come forward or, you know what I mean? Like, or this guy has 10 acts of, uh, aggression or violence on, on his, uh, you know, police reviews or whatever, like, okay, so we can, but, but, but not jumping to that conclusion right away. Um, I think with the race stuff, I think that it's not so much that we have a whole bunch of cops that hate black people. It's that, um, this is my take on anyway, Mm -hmm. is that the, the, a system is in place where it's legal to kill anybody you want uh, as long as you say I was afraid for my life and can sort of quote unquote reasonably demonstrate that. Right. Exactly. You know, the last two shootings that we've, that have been televised um, uh, have been two uh, been shots to the back. Um, And that's uh, somebody running away or, you know, going away from an officer. Yeah. Brooks uh, at, at the Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And in Georgia and uh, and Jake, Jake, yeah, Jake and, Block, uh, Minneapolis, is that right? I think so, uh, yeah. or Wisconsin. Yeah, I gotta look or it Wisconsin. up. Sorry, which is so bad. many of them. Damn, this yeah. is horrible. <laughs> yeah, this is not good. Uh, one on King trying... Street last week. Yeah. Ugh, this is just bad. Yeah, it's and and that's the thing is like I'm trying not to be somber about it, but I don't. Um, it's, it's hard. Um. But, but the idea that like, uh, you know, that that is, uh, that a police officer can be judge, jury and executioner and without really any kind of, um, consequence, um, I think is a systemic problem because I think a lot of the police are just doing what they've been trained to do. And so, and what's, what's been legally precedented for them to do, you know? And I think there's a lot going against them because I think that there are, you know, criminals um, that do want to harm people. And I think that the police can prevent crime. Oftentimes they don't prevent, they just respond. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think as a society, we need to move toward crime prevention um, and have smaller police forces that can respond to violent crime you know i mean that 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 model works for lots and lots of other other countries and i think it i think that's what it we need to do here is is um 
sure, allow uh, highly trained small teams to react to violent crimes, bank robberies or some kind of hostage thing or, you know, shootouts, that kind of stuff, have somebody available, which we have SWAT teams here, but use that model and use the versus every cop has a gun always, you know, and then, and then their job is to pull people over for minor offenses to see what else is going on. Um, I think that is, um, you know, you, how many times have you, and this is anecdotal, but how many times have you seen people driving crazy down the highway and a cop not respond to it? Mm, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and you're like, what, what are you, what's going on? You know, why aren't we responding to these kind of things when it's, when it's dangerous? We see, you see dangerous behavior and, and it seems like there might be a dismiss, but then, you know, if my taillights out, then they pull me over and, and I get a ticket and those kind of things. It, and, and it, the, I don't know that they're doing, that's the thing is that a, a lot of the officers that I've spoken to are like, these guys didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything illegal. The officers that were involved in these shootings, they did right. everything that they were trained to do. By the book. By the book, the right decision. And that's the, the book is what I have a problem with more yeah. than anything. Well, you know, I, and, and I like to look at this as these people are individuals who are put in tough situations and we need to look at how the book walks him through those tough situations right it's yeah it's totally understandable for a book to say if you're in a dangerous situation protect yourself and your partner because we need you cops on the line tomorrow and the next day and the next day and so this breeds this culture of shoot first mentality and they start killing people and right and so my question is why does it seem like black people are the ones that are being killed the most because because if the system or I mean, if I'm looking at the system and it seems like it spits out data that that, you know, a lot of people are dying, black, white, yellow, green, whatever colors you want to use. Um, it, it seems like a lot of people are being shot, but the black community has a totally different relationship with the police officers. And so I do want a holistic solution. But it seems like the black community is always the progressors. Like, we got to be the ones to push the envelope so that everyone sees, oh, look, there is a problem here. The cops do get to shoot whoever they want if they're afraid, right? And and so looking at the, the black and white relationship, or not the black and white relationship, the black relationship with the police, I, I really think it comes to um, this authority issue is in the black community, there's only two type of authorities, Right. The authority that is the all uh, knowing, all seeing God who is always out there trying to do the right thing for for people. Right. So it's just the truth. And then there's authority like your mother who uh, is supposed to have your best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. And if it's not the truth or my best interest in mind, it's not authority. <laughs> it's corruption. Yeah. It's um, um, uh, trying to scare me or intimidate me right but it's not authority and i think there's a big difference in how the the black community approaches police officers is because if these cops aren't doing the right thing for the situation i don't respect them and that might scare the hell out of some of our listeners but i have no respect for somebody who's not doing their job to help the the good of the people but they have a badge that says that's what they're supposed to do i, I can't respect that 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's way different than my experience, man. I mean, uh, again, I'm painting with broad, broad strokes, but I think a uh, majority of my experience with, with white folks and how they view authority, myself included is, uh, the authority is there and can be trusted. And, uh, if you disagree with that, you appeal to a higher authority, <laughs> you know, and while we have the same messages that God is the highest authority, we don't hold our leadership accountable to that. Right. Hmm. So like, um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Uh, and, and, and I see that I see, I've seen it over the 42 years I've been alive is where some leadership it's uh, people appeal to, uh, this person's moral character is awful. They've done all these horrible things. Um, and they're not acting godly. And then you move over to this other side and, and it's, um, you know, the same thing, but they accept it because maybe they say the right words or maybe they, um, do, do a thing like, you know, this happened a ton to me when I was in the church was you would hear someone say crazy stuff, but then invoke the name of Jesus. And somehow that gave their crazy stuff a pass. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you, the password was God, the password was Jesus. The password was Bible. See, he talked about God in that speech. So he must be, you know, the same place I'm at. And that's so, just not. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah just, that. that ugh, I'm. I don't mean to say ugh, in an offensive way. That's just <laughs> uncomfortable in, yeah. in the black community. If the pastor up there saying stuff that we ain't vibing with, everybody looking at each other like, "You gonna buy this? Nah, you buying that? Hell nah!" It, like, there's it, <laughs> no way we're about to allow that. And I've I've been to a church where uh, it, it was a predominantly white church, and the pastor started going off on some tangent about race and things like that and throwing God in there and everybody was looking at each other like this ain't okay and I haven't been back to that church but I know that yeah. church is packed every Sunday so there are right. people still going and they probably don't look like me um so, so let me ask you a question Chris then so maybe this is my uh, what could your let's say your authorities you talked about are your God and your mom mm -hmm. what could your mom do that you're that would diminish her authority is there anything well, because I have an actual mom that I, that mm -hmm. I'm thinking of, you yeah. know, so the, so hypothetically there is something. Knowing okay. her, she could not do it. So okay. the hypotheticals would be she would, um, you know, disown me or abandon me or or mm -hmm. or um, take from me, like actually hurting my livelihood. And there are mothers that do that, and those those kids don't typically respect their mother, right. Right. Well, that's the only reason I say that is because I think that there's something there with how a lot of uh, white folks see the police. So it's hard to, um, it's hard when uh, we have an authority and we're like, okay, this person knows what they're doing. And if we see them doing something wrong, we kind of do this little we either jump back and forth. Well, they didn't mean it like that, or there's something else going on. It can't possibly wow. be that way. Yeah. That and I think sense. it's the same with our mothers, right. Or, or, you know, it was our parents. I know every kid does that with their parents. Every kid does that with their parents. That's why kids grow up. I mean, kids grow up thinking divorces are their fault or, 
you know, or abuse is their fault. That's how we protect ourselves because yeah. it, it can't possibly be that this authority is wrong because if the authority is wrong, my whole, my whole reality is shifted. Interesting. You know? Yeah, no, I, I can see that relationship. And, and then at that, if it's, if the relationship is that tight, then the, the cops are good. What are you talking about? Like these exactly. are, I love these cops. They've always been here protecting me and I don't right. want to see that change. And anybody trying to steal them away from me is immoral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's deep. If that's how, <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, man. I think so. I mean, I really do. I really do think so. And, yeah. and it was only, I, I had that view until I experienced what the police do. You know, I have personal experience where they, they look the other way and they didn't do their job and they, they really did something, you know, things that were like, Oh wait, wow. They're not, they're not who I thought they were. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't one officer. It was several over a long period of time. So, you know, um, while I think that there are, uh, this won't win, win me any, uh, black points, but I, I do, <laughs> I think there are a lot of police officers that are honorable people and have, have helped people. I, I, I do think that, um, I think by and large, this, the book, the system has to change and how we do things, mm. you know, cause I think that, I mean, I think that, you know, white people inherited that. I mean, you know, 400 years ago, 300 years ago, 200 years ago, God ordained that Kings, uh, uh, were in the places that they were, you know? And, uh, it's kind of started breaking down during the French revolution when the people like rose up against the King that freaked out all the other monarchs, you know, what's going on? Why would the people rise up against God, you know, and the church spoke out against, I mean, it's like, you know, there's (laughs) every power structure that was in place spoke against those quote, those riots and that violent, those violent actions, but they were correct. (laughs) You know? wow. yeah. history history has shown that that uh, by and large they were correct in that in that um you know you can't have someone just take 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 from a people without any consequences yeah you know well and and i don't know why oh so okay I hear, I hear the the relationship with the police. I, I hear that now, and it's mm-hmm. hard for me to comprehend because I definitely don't have that relationship. But the mm-hmm. reason I don't have that relationship is because I can't love someone that has done such corrupt things in my communities. I can't love someone that does not show to be truly just. And yeah. I'm not trying to... Um, be the type of person that's saying no one can have mistakes and they have to be perfect. No, I get that they're human. I actually want to focus on the human parts of the police to solve the problem. But I don't believe that you should be looking at these cops with admiration so much so that you want to make justification for their follies. It's okay that they have flaws. Once we can look at that, we can really make them great we can truly lift them up to that ideal authority that maybe some people currently see them as but for for me today they are not that and i i know good cops because as a teacher we have sros that we have to work with and they care about the students um but that does not mean that those good cops don't make mistakes 
And so, you know, I think the the rhetoric that people hear is what makes someone alarmed to the defund the police or the FTP, right? Or um, oh yeah, you know, I mean, it's that's those messages are screw your mother. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, what'd you say about my mama? That's, Hold on. Exactly. Exactly. That's what mm. those are saying. You know, that's, that those are the messages. Sense. I mean, and that's the same. That's why you see the, I think that's why you see the response is because what are you talking about? Those are, no, those are good people. Those are that they're doing the right thing in the right place. And you're saying they're not. Mm. Okay. That makes, and that, it, that makes sense. I'm not saying that white people don't have their mother and father as an authority in their life. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they, by and large see that and the and one of the things to me that indicates that is that police officers kill more white people than black people in the u.s Mm -hmm. it's disproportionate (laughs) to how many black people they kill per the black population they kill way more per capita black people than they do white people but in total They kill a lot of white people, a lot of women, and a lot of children, and and white people don't say boo about it. Don't say nothing. That's the part I don't understand. But if that's what it's like, snitching on your own mama. If that's yeah. how it is, then I and you you know, and you can only think of one scenario in which that that relationship would break down. Yeah, and I can't even imagine it actually happening. I exactly. Just, I did it for our listeners. I didn't even want to exactly. go there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because it's so hard to do. And I think that that's what we're seeing with this. Interesting. At least, at least that's what I'm, I, I think is happening because, um, or at least the way that it makes sense in my mind, you know, well, it's, not you, it's not a, it's not a fault with people. I'm not trying to fault them. I'm just saying that's what this, that's the structure that's in place. Yeah, and and I think it's healthier to look at it this way because a lot of times we jump to they're evil, they're racist, they're this and that. The truth mm-hmm. is these are humans and we need to know mm-hmm. what's at the root of the thought process. And so I feel this. This makes so much more sense to me because now I can put myself in those uh, white Birkenstock shoes. I don't know if that <laughs> that's just a word I've heard. I don't even know what Birkenstocks are, <laughs> but I can put myself oh, in those man. shoes and lace them up and go, how dare you try and disrespect my mama? I get that. And anyone trying to hurt them, especially while they're doing their job is a bad, evil criminal, right? I, yeah. I can put myself in those shoes. And so let's reverse it. And let me mm-hmm. put, put, our listeners in my shoes just so they can try uh, these faded Come on. Uh, air forces that have been <laughs> creased force. and scuffed because I can't get a new pair, but either way, no shoes, man. I know I need to clean them. The laces are dingy, <laughs> oh, man, but I'm going to send you some laces. All right. Thank you, please. And I got gum <laughs> on the bottom of the sole. I got to step oh, my game up. Um, yeah. But the experience on this side is, There is no such authority that doesn't understand the reality of my situation and then would treat me um, as if I'm not suffering over here. So to put it in perspective, let's say that I'm in um, uh, this recent Wisconsin shooting of Jake. If I am a father and I am a reputable father trying to take care of my kids and I have equal custody of my children and I'm coming over to take my kids to my house or whatever it may be. And the cops show up. I am a good man here to do what's best for my kids. And that is the American way is that I have the right to protect my children, how I want to protect them. And if this police officer is here to stop me from doing that, 
Therefore, he is not just, and I will not listen to his authority because his authority is corrupt in this situation. Now, I hear I hear the, no, it's the police. You need to listen and do what they're told. I hear that. What I'm trying to help you understand is what it would be like to have a police officer ripping your children away from you or your authority to govern your children and taking that from you. That's like the state trying to tell you how to raise your kids or if they can have abortions and things like that. You're going to say, hell no, I'm putting my foot down. And so in a situation like that, you're going to walk away. You're going to disrespect that authority and you're going to take care of your family how you think it should be done. And if you get shot in the back seven times for taking care of your family, that's a problem. That is a problem. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it is. And I think that that's, I think that's what needs to be heard. I mean, like, um, for folks that feel like, you know, the police are this righteous authority, it's hard to hear that your mom stole from you. It's hard to hear that the authorities have really done things that while legal are, aren't right. Yeah. You know, the law is not handed down by God. The, the, our leaders are not handed down by God. They're voted and appointed and hired by those that we vote and appoint uh, or vote, vote into office. Man made. by those. It is. It is. And, and you know, I, I think, I think that Chris is not disrespecting um, their authority. I think that his higher authority is above is, is not them. Right. If they're going to act, if that's what I'm hearing, if they're going to act in a way that's unjust, then they, then they forfeit their authority and have no authority in my life, you know? And, and what, what a lot of people are saying and have been saying for a long time is that that authority is, is um is unjust and i think we need to listen to that so what does that mean you know that means that we've got to figure out you know what we do as individuals to help bring a more just society and a just society does not mean um that you know, mom can't get in rehab, (laughs) you know, for real. Like, I mean, you know, there's, it's not that we have to get rid of our authorities, but we do need, they do need to be healthy and they're Mm. not right now because, you know, a sign of an unhealthy disease, an unhealthy symptom is death. And we're seeing that over and over again. Yeah. And, and we, we've got to, we've got to, We've got to hear the experience of people that are saying this is happening and not try to find ways to explain it away. It's hard. It's very hard work. And, and I think that few people do it, but I, I, I will say this, um, blind. No, that's a judgment. Unquestioned, unquestioned, um, devotion to an authority um, will cause problems. Hmm. Um, why do children believe that they're the cause of the divorce? 
Why do children believe that they're the reason that mom drinks? Why do children believe that um, they're the reason that they get abused? Is because they have no other recourse to accept the authority because they have none in their lives. They have no choice to accept the authority. And the authority says that they're, you know, by, by the action, their actions, that they're bad, that that's their fault somehow. And until they grow up and see, oh, that wasn't my fault. Those authorities were incorrect. They were unjust. Mm. I, I, I'm really hearing some, some consistent threads between our episodes because in past episodes, Richie, I remember you talking about how if there's a problem in the individualist community, it's kind of not talked about. Let's not even address it, right? Let's, yeah. let's act as if it's not here. And in the yeah. collectivist community, that's going to get us all killed, so we need to talk about it. And so there's right. a difference there, and we are willing to talk about this problem. And the individualist community is more re- reluctant to. And then this gets exacerbated when we have a discourse that one side, the collectivist side, says, um, your authority is unjust. And the individual side says, this is the highest authority that we have. This is the highest of high. And so you have to follow it. And I think that this that misunderstanding is why the arguments get so heated. It's because, again, when we don't have a solution, when we don't have a way to communicate effectively, the communication falls apart. That's that's what happens. And so if we have a heated topic, it's because we're not to the root. It's because we yeah. haven't gotten to the base of it. And so I think yeah. what we're doing right now is getting to the root and the base of this. And if it's it's just really interesting to me that um, the way a collective society kind of views a, a situation is that every situation should be handled differently because it's a situation and there's a lot of different data points, right? Whereas the individualists yeah. would carry themselves the same throughout every situation. And it's just, it's ironic because that's why individualists jump to, well, that person killed themselves or that person did this or that because the individual should have been themselves the whole time and taken care of themselves and listened to the authority. But in the collectivist mindset, if the authority is unjust in this situation, I definitely shouldn't be listening to them, especially if we go to the American Revolution and things like that. That's what America did. It yeah. said authority is unjust. We aren't listening to it anymore. And, yeah. and so that's what's happening to black lives being killed by police. Yes, they are ignoring the commands of the police. Yes, they are resisting arrest. Why? They feel that the authority in that present moment is unjust. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to try to, the, you know, I hear that a lot that, oh man, why do these people, why do they talk back? Why do they, why do they push back? Why do they resist? Um, because, and the quite and, and that to me is in, is indicative that, you know, you know what will happen, not you, Chris, but those people that ask those questions, they know that that's going to cause a problem for that person. Well, they yeah. know that there's, there's, inju- they know there's injustice. Well, I don't know if they, they see the injustice, Richie. I think they just see that you're not supposed to talk back to authority. Right, right. 
and and but they don't have that. Uh, there is no way they can change it, right? Mm, okay, yeah. The the rules are the rules, the laws are the law. I don't have any power to change it over this authority at all. Why would you not follow the rules? Mm, because okay. I, there's I'm powerless. That to me is a so, well, it may be subconscious, but that to me is is show, shows in, injustice, shows inequity, oh. shows that there's a power ahead of us that we have no control over as the as a democracy as a as as a people as as a bunch of a collection of individuals <laughs> right so yeah i mean and and there's no way for me to change it so i'm just going to go along i'm just going to go along yeah wow see and that's i mean all we know in the black community is you got to if all of us agree to change it, we changing it. Like if, if it's an individual trying to change something, you need to sit down and shut up. <laughs> like, yo, just, just accept it. But especially in this, yeah. in this time of day, or um, if I'm a, in a collective group of my family and stuff, I'm, we're changing the, like that. No, we're not about to listen to this fake authority. I, 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 I don't even know how to see the cops as authority. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can imagine it. Like if I'm pulled over, I'm only being respectful because I have a family I have to get home to. Um, but I've also never been in a situation that, so the, the times where the cops have been unjust for me, I've always been under, the, I've been a minor. Right. And as okay. a minor, uh, I, I, <laughs> I have to yield to any adult authority in my mind at that time, because, um, I learned at a very young age, things will get worse. Um, and I learned that from being sat on at a daycare. And, right. um, and so, so I'm, I've as a minor not respected myself and I've had my rights, uh, infringed on by the police multiple times. And that was not because I, um, respected the police. That's because one, I didn't know my rights. And two, I was naive and listened to any authority regardless of what they're doing. And maybe that's the same position that the individualist community is at, right? They feel like minors to the police. And so you just have to do what they say, even if they're bad, even if your yeah. parents are, are mean, you just have to do what they say. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah, just and it, Because it'll get worse. Mm. And that's what's not seen. That's the, that's the unconscious, um, yeah, don't don't act up around the police because it's going to get bad. Well, mm. wait a minute. We're supposed to be, they they are they are policing us based off what the the requirements that we've asked for. Yeah, you know the what I mean. Like that's, that's public servants, right? Not the other way around. I mean, not you know, not the other way around. Or I know. mean, I feel like they work for me. I don't know right. if that's wrong to say, but that's. That's how I feel. Well, and there, I think I think a lot of individualists too, like they feel that way about you know they're like you know, lots of tax taxpayer you know you you do work for me, mm-hmm. and that's that even even um, you know taking race out of it like uh, or uh, putting race back in it, <laughs> you know, white people that confront the police, other white people are like, no no, what are you doing? That's crazy. Don't do that. You're you're not supposed to do that. You know. Because mm-hmm. they know it, can, they know how bad it can get. But I, I think there is a fear: the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. I don't know how to change this. I don't know how to change the fact that I feel threatened every time I pull, get pulled over, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a police officer there with with a gun, a taser, a wasp, 
He's got handcuffs. He's got and backup he's got pepper spray, backup, a radio. They can do wh- whatever they want. That may work out for me in the long term. Like they, you know, but, but, uh, uh, you know, um, I was, I just read a huge thread for, about a public defender who the police officers in her county went to another county with, with, that has a magistrate. It doesn't have a judge. There's no jury. There's no, it's a magistrate and a sheriff mm-hmm. got a, got a, um, used a backlog warrant to try to get this lady into a prison so that she couldn't defend um, the the person that she was defending, right? Wow. And they couldn't. It was. It's the craziest story in the world. And and but it's legal. It's legal. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> legal. I mean, there's 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 so many stories of people that are held in jail for years and years, and then the charges get dropped because yeah. there's not either not enough evidence or whatever else, and. Um, that's what I going back to kind of the beginning. When, how do we treat people that are innocent? That's a good question. That's what I'm talking about. We're seeing, we're seeing innocent people because they've not been convicted of a crime being, being murdered left and right. And that's the issue I, I think that we all need to have. And that doesn't, that doesn't stop with just treating these cases as a one on, you know, individual basis. I think that stops at a system level that stops when we change what the book says. Mm. Okay. I, 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 you're winning me over. I I see what you're saying. Um, So, so yeah, treating everyone like they're innocent, but that first requires, that requires us to change the narrative around a criminal being a criminal, oh, for sure. like oh, for a criminal sure. has to be a human being that is innocent, trying to make their lives as best as possible and not a cheater or a villain or like a bad person that that has that I, I'm, I'm doubtful maybe, that we can change that. Yeah. And maybe it starts on the other side because we treat our criminals so poorly. Tr- criminals are allowed to work for almost zero money. I mean, the constitution still says that it's legal to own slaves if they're criminals. True. Uh, and there's a huge, uh, you know, prison industrial complex where there's, I mean, all kinds of manufacturing done by prisoners. There's huge, like, there's just so many companies, it's multi-billion dollar a year industry. That's, that's still going on, right. That's fueled by this thing that says you're guilty before you're guilty. And when you're guilty, you're guilty you're, the punishment for that is years and years into a system that doesn't help you. Uh, sure, you can get it. Sure, you can get a degree in prison, but the, the recidivism rate is 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 higher than any other country that's that's on our level. Okay. Right? Yeah. We don't we don't help people get past the crime. It's it, it, we create better criminals in in prisons. Also, well, because the system was built solely for their labor and not for them to be uh, productive citizens at the end of the day. It's not correct. That's the history. That's the history. That's the history. Because the, the systems were built, and people don't like to talk about this either. They don't like to, ha- to talk about how uh, the police got started. They don't like to talk about how prisons got started. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, a one horse town and you got the prison and the sheriff, you know, and sure they were there like they are you're gonna you're gonna sleep it off at night in the in the in the tank 
you know, or whatever else. You're drunk and you're on your horse and you're causing it. Maybe you shoot a window out or something. All right, you're, you're in jail for a day. You're not in there for seven years. You're not in there for 30 years, which people are. And there are for crimes that either are petty or um, crimes that are now no longer crimes in most states or a lot yeah. of states anyway, you know, and they're just sitting there. They're sitting there and and we know how bad prisons are. And we, at the same time, we think um, that people deserve that treatment. And I'm criminal. saying, <laughs> exactly. And I'm saying they don't. Yeah. A lot of people are saying they don't. They're still humans. Interesting. They're still somebody's child. They're still somebody's father or mother. And we don't treat them like that. We treat them like slaves, animals, and then whatever else. So you're not criminal. saying let them all free. You're no saying way. improve the the um improve the system at which we treat these humans and they will yeah. thus trickle up or trickle down whichever direction well, well i think that i think that there are things that a human can do that that would restrict their access to certain things for the rest of their lives you know there are there are but there are ways to manage that and to manage those people that do not keep drug offenders in the same block as a murderer or a rapist right yeah there's a there's ways to handle that that other countries have been doing in that work that we're not looking at because it's other countries that's the <laughs> most racist ass <laughs> america first baby xenophobic thing i've ever heard in my life you know we can't you know and if and i and I would encourage you if you if you think I'm full of crap and if you think that I'm just whatever, I don't know, leftist, whatever. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to make it political. I'm just saying that look in this, look to see how look to see how the police got started and how prisons got started. Just look at the just look at history books um, that have that stuff in there. But individualism doesn't look to the past, Richie. Unfortunately, what like I, I mean that's uh, yeah that's true. But if you don't look at the past, you're doomed to repeat it. And we're we are. In 1911, we had a huge flu. Um, we had uh, we had riots. We had civil unrest. Um, we're having the we're having the same cycles repeat themselves because we're not. That's and true. there's nothing in individualism itself that says that I have the power to change my destiny that. There's nothing in that uh, that says we don't can't, we can't look back because we need to we need to learn from our ancestors and they have lessons to teach us. Yeah, and we're and and I don't and I I think by and large those that fully support what's happening and try to find ways in which to uh, excuse officers from accountability in these in these situations and other situations too i'm not just talking murder is just the highest form of what well not even well of injustice yeah there's all kinds of other things um you know if we don't if we don't look and learn from our ancestors we're, we'll we're going to repeat it and we are we're repeating it over and over again yeah you know? i think we're getting there faster um i i know we recently talked about just how our society is changing and i think social media and things like that change our level of humanity right we're becoming more robotic in the sense that we have less emotions towards human life and this is evident in how easy it is for someone to just post death 
on Facebook now and social media and Twitter and Instagram. It's it's rampant. And I don't know how we got to a place where we're okay seeing someone die as long as they weren't on our team. Like, yeah, even uh, this goes both sides. It's not about politics. It's just people wish death upon other humans based on these flimpet, these simple thin layered labels of Republican, Democrat, black, white, um, your street, my street, whatever it is, that is enough for us to wish death upon each other. And now we're sharing it to unwilling people who just happen to be friends with you. (laughs) Like it's, it's ridiculous. And so for us to have humanity for criminals, we, we don't even have humanity for other citizens right now. We're so far removed from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that we are coming out of a time where we thought the world was one way. So I think the fifties and sixties really did a number on, um, on the country. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Because that was over the last hundred years, I would say. Um, I think that a, a lot of people woke up to things that were happening that they didn't see before. And um, because death has always been a part of um, humanity. It's always, if you look back to kind of all cultures, where they come from, whether it be Africa, Europe, Asia, death has always been very, very close. And there was a time in the country where after World War II, it was almost like we solved it. See, there's no more death. We solved it. We we got Hitler. We got the we got the bad guys. Now we're moving forward to a future in which this stuff is not going to hurt us anymore. And then we started listening to um, black people in some way, and they're like, "No, no, it's still happening." <laughs> and then as the uh, uh, as the uh, years progress we start listening to more and more people, more, more, more populations, whether it be, um, you know, drug users or, uh, you know, now it's, now it's seen not fully, but now it's beginning to be seen as a, as an illness to be treated versus a crim be just being a criminal. Mm-hmm. We started listening to, to, to women and their experiences, all these things, you know, this death and this, the, you know, this has all been very close to a lot of people. Um, I, I take issue with seeing the videos as, and putting them out there without telling anybody what's going on as a, um, to me, that's, um, because all of these things are so close to all of it, all, all, you know, sexual assault close to, uh, um, a lot of women. I mean, they, they feel in danger around men a lot of times, you know, there's been times when they feel endangered. I'm not saying this right at all, but like, um, so, so forgive me listeners, <laughs> but black people are saying they feel endangered by police. Right. Yeah. And I, we don't need to see it, um, or, or, or be shown it over and over again. The people that have been victims of that or, or been part of the population that have been victims of that, you know, so, so posting those things over and over again, I think is just, is misguided, you know, there we go. <laughs> my wife got one to turn up at what time is it no sorry <laughs> it's all good it's all good we're, we're running late anyway tonight but 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think that those, I think I, I'm with you, those things, it's just, it's just misguided. I don't, I don't know, but I don't know that I agree with you in that it's something new. I think it's been around for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's very possible. I guess I just I, I'm getting sick of it. And maybe that's the first time for me to be experiencing it at this time. Um, but it, yeah. it's just it's it's too much carnage. It's too much death. And we blame people that the truth of the matter is, you know, we don't understand each other and we need to be having conversations more. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah for sure. And we're not going to always agree and we're not always going to, at the same time, we need to talk to each other like we're yeah. doing now, you know, learn from each other and, and listen to each other. So, um, Chris, as always, it's been a fantastic conversation, man. I know it's a little heavy tonight and I, I don't know if we got the energy up enough, but <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot has happened and hopefully our listeners understand, um, yeah, but they sure. love learning with us. That's the, that's yeah. the goal. So homework, homework is looking to, uh, where we are with our prison system now and how we got here, where we are with our police and how we got here. Uh, let us know, hit us up on Facebook, uh, imperfect allies learning together is our, as our discussion group, uh, uh, on Twitter, we're allies imperfect. And, um, you know, we've got a Patreon page as well. So please support, support the show. Uh, we're not looking to make money off it. We're looking to get higher production values into it. And, uh, once we get enough to hire a producer, it'll sound better in your ears. So we're asking for you, to give us money for you to have a better <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and just if you uh, have love for the police look at it as if is do I love them despite their flaws and just want to protect them at all costs and and look into that and if you are someone that has no um, respect for the authority that the police have you know think of them like they were your family what would that entail how, how would you want their work environment to be and how would you want them to be treated on the job? And let's let's grow together. Let's keep learning. Let's do it. Man. Let's do it. We'll keep on. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks so much. Peace. Peace. Peace.